This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, January 5th, 2024. I'm Caleb Brown. Javier Millet has been president of Argentina for just a short time, but he's already made announcements that amount to a massive deregulation of Argentina's economy and people. Cato's Daniel Raceback says while Millet's party holds relatively few seats in the legislature, a good portion of the deregulatory program can be implemented fairly quickly. Javier Millet has been president of Argentina for not a very long time. But he has made some sort of swift moves about what his preferences are. If you jump past the sort of scary headlines of the massive amount of uh, deregulation and uh, reducing subsidies from the government, we have to separate out what he can do alone as president from what needs to go through a more deliberative process. So, what has he done? that he can simply do as the president of Argentina. Right. Well, there have been really three different large measures that have been introduced. The first was by his finance minister. This was around 48 hours after he became president officially on December 10th. Then there was the presidential decree of uh, December 21st, which contains a lot of components, but it modifies or repeals uh, 366 laws. Among them are a law that uh, controls prices on uh, rents, basically real estate. There's a law that uh, allowed the state to fix prices in in any sector in the economy and even determine the quantities of of what could be sold with severe fines for uh, not going by, by these rules. There was a more recent law in 2020 that regulated what could be sold and even displayed in supermarkets. There was another price control law from 2014 and uh, one of the uh, most interesting laws, uh, in, in my opinion, that, that were repealed or that you're introducing a new policy is the open skies policy whereby any airline, meaning any foreign airline, can come into Argentina and operate flights even within the country. Uh, whereas before this was basically uh, not allowed. And also the state-owned airline, Aerolíneas Argentinas, had to operate at least 50% of domestic flights. And so this is all gone now, and you pretty much have a free market in, in airlines, in the airline industry suddenly. But this decree has to be approved by a committee in each chamber of, of uh, Congress, so the Senate and the lower house. And one of the two uh, has to approve it. If one of the two approves it, then the decree will go through. Okay. So, well, that's a pretty low, relatively low bar. I mean, we're, we're you, in the United States, we're used to majorities reigning. You're talking about what could be a significant minority approving the president's decree here. Is that, is that just a holdover of decades of Peronism in Argentina that the president is so powerful? Well, up to a point, I would say that's correct. And in fact, a lot of the criticism that was coming from from the left was turned on its head. uh, And several people commented that uh, past governments, especially on the left, have issued dozens and in some cases, hundreds of this type of decree. Uh, So therefore, the criticism that uh, this is somehow authoritarian or, or against the constitution doesn't really fly because this is really common practice in in Argentina. Uh, I mean, On the other hand, there's the omnibus law from last week, 
that actually has to be debated in Congress article by article. And there will be extraordinary sessions of Congress until January 31st to, to debate this law. And this, unlike the decree, which has to be approved all or nothing, this can be approved in a, in a piecemeal fashion. And this contains an, also an interesting economic component insofar as all state-owned companies become subject to being privatized, for instance, and, and there are other components as well. So what do you put as the likelihood of the legislature going along or the, the subset of the legislature on going, going along with this? Right. I think that's a far tougher call because uh, remember that Millet's party only controls around 10% of the Senate and uh, 15% of the lower house. Now he is in a, a de facto coalition with, a, with another larger party, which is former president uh, Macri's party. But even if you add all of his congressmen, they still together wouldn't have an overwhelming majority to get this through. So there has to be some negotiation. And I think this is what we're going to find out in the next few weeks, how, how they can get this uh, through Congress or what parts they can get through Congress and, and, and what parts they can't. So going back to this airline issue, a state-owned airline, which must by law operate half or more of uh, domestic flights, essentially uh, done away with, essentially, uh, heavily subsidized, and now carriers from all over the world can operate within and into and out of Argentina without trouble? That's correct, as long as the, the decree remains in force. And not only that, but uh, Millet also, this is a heavily subsidized airline, Aerolíneas Argentinas, and Millet, as part of his privatization uh, agenda, has said that he is handing over the airline to the workers, meaning uh, he's saying it's yours. And this has caused a quite uh, funny uproar on the left because they have been saying for decades that companies should belong to the workers. And here's Millet saying, it's, it's in your hands. And now they're saying that they don't like uh, this policy because, of course, it involves getting rid of the subsidy because it, it is heavily subsidized. But I think this is exactly what, what should be done. And to a certain extent, it was, this was the way that a lot of state-owned companies were privatized in uh, Czechoslovakia after the fall of the, of the Berlin Wall because, of course, it's one thing to privatize and you sell one state-owned monopoly to another private monopoly. You, you might have a lot of the problems of, of these uh, non-competitive industries. But where, whereas if you just hand them over, uh, whether it's to, to, the, to the workers or whether it is to uh, citizens as, as shareholders, then I think it's, it's a completely different uh, market dynamic. So uh, going forward with his larger economic piece that must be approved by the legislature, what are some elements of that that you find compelling? And because uh, to the extent that this is mostly deregulation or a, a reduction in state uh, participation in markets, you know, if, if it's up or down from the legislature, almost any elements of that that were ultimately passed might be produce real dividends for the people there. Yes, absolutely. In terms of uh, deregulation, I think both the contents of the decree and of the law itself are, are excellent. Uh, we had a blog post here at Cato a few days ago that uh, proves that according to the Human Freedom Index, Argentina has been one of the most regulated economies in the world. So all of a sudden, by a single stroke, you're getting rid of, of most of that. And I think you can only see uh, a positive results. 
One thing I think that is a little bit worrying is that since you've had so many of these presidential decrees in the past, assuming that even if, if it all goes through, one worrying aspect is that a future Peronist government or leftist government could, in theory, by decree, get rid of a lot of these measures. So that's something to keep in mind. And in that sense, and um, I'm not really used... One, one strange thing on a personal level about Millet's government is that I'm not really used to cheering for <laughs> elected politicians and, and people in office and saying how wonderful it is because I, I wasn't really old enough to appreciate uh, the Thatcher years, for instance, politically. So this, this is very strange for me. So I, I am cheering Millet, of course, in terms of, of deregulation, but in terms of dollarization, which as you know, Caleb, we've talked about this before, has been a, a very, very important point for me. I think they, they have not been going in the right direction. So I fear that if uh, they rely only on, on this type of decree and if they don't dollarize, then even if they manage to stabilize the, the peso, which is um, an open question, and I don't think that's, that's actually what they're doing, but even if they do do that, then a future leftist government will be able to both uh, destroy the currency once again and to get rid of, of a lot of the deregulation. Daniel Raisbeck is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please. And thank you for listening.